0: Hey, this is Indica Flower, and you're listening to Our Brains Hurt. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> the
1: pressure. Oh, beautiful. Oh, my God. Well, they needed a jingle for the super little shirt, so they caught us, the and we said, oh, no. Then they caught us again, and they gave us 20 bucks, and we wrote them a song that says, You can't get
0: of the week of our brains hurt as usual check out punkboxrocks.com that's punkboxrox.com for an awesome punk rock merch monthly subscription service everything you would find at a merch table at a punk show delivered to your house surprise box every month punkboxrocks.com that's punkboxrox.com and also check out merch slut merch slut has incredible official band t-shirts she gets her Stuff directly from the bands or the labels, not cheap knockoffs. And she also has a wide array of really cool punk rock merch. So that is merchslut.com. Check those two places out. Tonight, we are talking to Daniel James, singer-guitarist of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, punk band, Indonesian Junk. He will be on shortly, as will Matt. Just want to give a special thanks to everybody who came up to the pie shop last week. I hung out with the Daly Rots. Uh, it was an awesome show. We were only four tickets away from selling out, which is fucking awesome. Um, I know we'll sell the next one. It's actually on Halloween night with Blitzkid, Dead End Lane, and The Galaxy Has Eyes. So um, again, but thanks for coming out. It was an awesome time. Everybody everybody there had a blast. Um, the bands were awesome. Don't Panic from Pennsylvania. They were awesome. And of course, course uh, Curse Words from DC. One of my favorites. All right, Matt is in the
2: room. I love that shirt, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you.
3: The guy that makes our uh usually makes our shirts did a very short run of bootleg UFO shirts, and this is one of them. Yes.
2: Sorry. Sorry about the delay, man. They, they...
3: Oh no, no worries, no worries at all. Apparently I didn't even have Zoom on my computer. So...
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, shit happens. Yeah, yeah it's all yeah. good. <laughs> Just like I Jesus Christ, this storm came through here that they got caught in. It's like fuck. <laughs> So
0: uh, you are from Milwaukee. You live in Milwaukee, correct?
2: Yes, correct.
0: Yeah. That's like one of Matt's favorite
3: places on earth. Best city. Oh, awesome. Yeah, you've been there?
2: Yeah, my my cousin, uh, who's like more so my older sister, uh, lives in Milwaukee. I love that place. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We so also
0: much. ran into a friend of yours a week and a half ago. Oh, Misky. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I texted her. I was like, nice shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was she was driving the Dolly Rats tour yeah. bus. Yeah, that's her that's her, her day job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she
0: was maneuvering that fucking big ass thing like through like the alleyways. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> it
2: was. It was totally impressive.
0: All right. So um Indonesian junk Matt, how, when did you see them
2: for the first time? All right. I- so I I I met Daniel. And saw Indonesian Jug for the first time when uh, we went to go watch Susie, Susie okay. Moon. Uh, that is. It was that Ravagers
3: show a couple months ago.
2: Yeah, on tour with the Ravagers, and and yeah. if I remember correctly from what you told me, Daniel, you guys got kind of got put on that show like last minute ish.
3: It wasn't last minute, but it was um, it was just a coincidence where like because I um hit up Kurt from Ravagers for a show that day and then he was like oh we're, i think we're gonna be on tour then so i don't know if i can help out and so like all of a sudden like as i'm like routing the rest of the tour he hits me up and he's like if you still want that day that's actually the day that we're gonna be back in baltimore so just kind of like was the day that we were planning to go through baltimore and happened to be their like return home show so nice it, yeah and it was um, it was a great show like it's i'm um, very i was very happy to play that show like it was awesome
2: that show it was, was um, rad
3: yeah yeah all around great day
2: it was it was totally yeah. fucking rad. and
3: Susie has been like on a tear lately
2: yeah um, oh yeah, I
3: mean, yeah she's I her schedule's insane i yeah. love it like yeah i'm jealous <laughs> i think she's in the uk right now <laughs> yeah yeah, so, yeah it's either uk or europe yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: how many times have you come through baltimore or dc
3: like oh. this area um dc and baltimore uh god a bunch um i wouldn't even know i mean yeah we did dc on our very first tour and then pretty much have played dc every time we've gone east and um do baltimore like almost as much so like there's been a couple tours where we don't play baltimore but yeah we always play dc it's um like the first time we played there was at uh, smash records and then oh cool. uh, Yeah. We ended up like coming through again, like a year or two later and played slash Run, and like Christine just like really loved us. And it was, yeah. Like it's, I don't know, kind of like that, that place feels like home now ever since we played there. It's a cool place. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, if we're going to go East, like it's like the one place we're for sure going to do is probably DC. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She just opened the second venue.
3: Yeah, away. Um, yeah, away. yeah. Yeah, we went there. We had burgers uh, before the show. Okay. Oh, cool. And apparently, yeah, apparently we stayed there too late. <laughs> so we, when we got <laughs> the Slash or whatever, it was like, <laughs> like where
1: have you guys been?
3: <laughs> usually, we're, usually we're a very punctual band. And that was like the one time where we just like got a little lazy
2: and showed up late. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking, of art, so, all right, since you, you like named a bunch of the other punk rock spots in D.C., coming through dc for any of your bands did you ever play the pinch no i think um
3: i'm pretty sure before indonesian junk the only other time i could be oh no uh we played chinese cell phones played a place called hole in the sky that was like a diy spot and then i was my like the kind of pre-indonesian junk band daniel james gang played a house show there and i don't even remember the name of the house so i think it was like kind of short lived cuz it was like some Wisconsin people that lived there mm. so other than that yeah it's, i think those are the only four dc venues i've ever played i'm unfamiliar
2: with the pinch it was at the the, the pinch was a god i don't want to say short lived cuz i think it was like yeah. close to a decade but it was it was like this basement venue that was kind of awesome but yeah, that sounds cool. that's what's cool. Yeah,
3: that whole have you been to that hole in the sky place? Because I feel like that was around for a while. It was, I'm unsure actually. Yeah, I never heard uh, of it. Yeah. Okay, it was not a basement, but it had a basement vibe. It was, it was actually probably like on an upper floor or something. So it felt like it felt like a basement show. It was really cool.
2: Well, when I when I say basement for the pinch, it, it was like a um, it, it wasn't like a like a basement, like a house basement. It was like okay. It, yeah, it was like oh, a a bar slash restaurant.
3: Okay. You underground. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It,
2: it was cool, but you know they they had super shitty sound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, get,
3: we get a lot of that. <laughs> as,
2: as tons of basement venues do. Yeah.
3: Apparently yeah. our um our PA's and our practice spot is kind of shitting out on us. So I'm like, I'm like, ooh, this is good practice yeah. for the
1: PA's <laughs> that we're playing on <laughs>
3: Yeah, we
0: played this show in this. This there was this place called the Commune. It was like this four-story row house in DC, and the shows were in the basement. The basement was like the ceiling was super low. Like I'm five nine and a half, and I barely I barely fit without having to duck down.
3: Okay, um,
0: but there was like no <laughs> mic stands. Yeah. <laughs> we had like mic stands hanging from pipes from the ceiling. Okay. Like just oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, the I've best. Yeah, and it's yeah. funny because a couple of my co-workers this, one of my friends who I work with decided to invite other people, like co workers who are not into punk rock.
3: Oh, uh, um, yes. So they were to just this like, show. Yeah. And it was like, What's going on? Yeah. Terrifying. They were like
0: nicely dressed in a basement. <laughs> it was like, we, I remember standing outside with them, and there's three, these like three rats ran by. and was like,
3: <laughs>
1: whatever. But I love that shit.
3: <laughs> Classic. Yeah, it was punk as fuck, right?
2: <laughs>
3: Did you grow up in Milwaukee? Uh, I grew up in Wisconsin a couple okay. hours ago milwaukee uh, a town called stevens point which i've heard rumors that the, that 70s show is basically loosed on the town that i'm from okay um, I don't, yeah i i don't know how true that is uh the claim to fame
2: is uh mimi from
3: the drew carey show was from there she went nice. to high school.
2: oh nice <laughs> <laughs> uh the drew carey show my yeah. my late 90s late night drinking yeah. buddies
0: yeah i just watched the prices right today Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but, what, what kind of punk scene was there when you were growing up or was there one
3: um there was like kind of a cool scene uh when i was younger but i was almost too young for it mm-hmm. like i caught the tail end of it like that like there was like a good like hardcore scene like like i believe black flag might have even played there like i know like no effects played there when they were still like a hardcore band cool and stuff like that and um but i was i mean i was really young then um mm-hmm. but i kind of got like the kid the dudes that were like high school kids then like when they were in college i was in high school and they're like kind of getting into like more like post-punk mixed with the the, the post-punk was good but there's you know it's like the era of like chili peppers and stuff like oh, yeah. that and I was like getting into like funk metal. So there's like a lot of like ex-punks doing that sort of thing and um but it, I mean there's still like a lot of cool older guys too that are still doing stuff uh now to a lesser degree but then um I feel like like the punk scene there was prop like I had to do a lot of it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I booked a lot of shows, I uh had shows in my basement um uh, booked like local VFWs, and there's a bowling alley that we always book shows at. But, and there's some cool bands, there's some cool punk bands in a town nearby called Wisconsin Rapids. And actually, now that I think about it, there's another town there, Wausau, that um was way into crust, like it was like oh, really? kind of ah. close to like Minneapolis. Like, Minneapolis was like one of the big cities by there, so like there's just like a lot of overflow from like that profane existence thing. So, I went to wound up going to a lot of like crust shows when i was younger and like i did i dig that stuff but i was also like like i was like super punk then like had a mohawk and shit and i Mm -hmm. knew (laughs) that those guys all thought i was like a poser but you know just like like, oh here comes fucking blank 77 guy or something you know but like like i I mean i did what i want to do you know (laughs) but (laughs) like so i mean there's yeah there's like a lot of small and there was like some other like like bigger small towns nearby so it's kind of like a lot of small towns that did stuff and as far as like the town that i lived in i yeah i mean i set up a lot of the shows there but there was like yeah there's like a lot of small towns doing stuff and most of those kids like that were doing that all wound up like moving to milwaukee by about the year 2000 to 2002
2: yeah it's it's funny it's kind of funny that blank 77 was the band that you brought up and you said yeah. that <laughs> we, we we just like hosted them as a headliner or one of our like obh presents show pretty oh, recently. cool yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: I, i'd like to see that band again i know that like they're playing some festival or something like
2: they yeah really good. okay yeah. yeah even in their in their you know later years now twilight they're, yeah familiar. their twilight years they were they were pretty fucking great yeah yeah
3: yeah, do they play a lot like are they, They're from like New Pensil- England, right, now, right? I think
0: they're from Jersey. I, know Jersey, Pens- yet, yeah, Jersey. Pensil-
2: I think they're like located in Pennsylvania now, but maybe originally okay. from Jersey. But yeah, they're they're like kind of starting to get it again, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're still good.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they ever come to the Midwest, I'm there. Yeah, I feel like I'll probably have a better chance of like catching them out east somewhere, though.
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: When you were growing up, like who were your some of your favorite like you remember like the first, you know, punk band or something or, you know, first few punk bands you heard and just kind of fell in love with it.
3: Oh, God, you know, the first I was a metal head first before I got in a punk. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, and like kind of as everyone else was like getting into grunge, like when metal was getting like not cool instead of getting into grunge. I like that's when I started discovering like older like 70s and 80s punk bands but like the first punk songs i really remember hearing and like falling in love with immediately and not even knowing who they were was uh that dickie song from the killer clowns movie yeah (laughs) and and there was this other movie i can uh, i think it's called like slumber camp nightmare or something like that and there was this like band that did like a talent show in there and it was (laughs) it was a uh, beef baloney by fear oh, nice. but I, I i didn't even know it was a real song but i fucking loved it and i was like i was like god i love that fucking beef baloney song and it's actually i found out later um a guy that lives in dc now that was like from the same town as me uh schmed he was uh he like had fear the record and was playing it and i'm like I'm like, this is that Beef Baloney song. I've been looking for it for years because there's no fucking internet then. You can't just like Google Beef Baloney. Like, I just thought it was like a joke song from a movie, but it wasn't a joke to me. I was, I was like, this is the shit that I really like. Yeah. Like,
2: who were who were some of the early metal bands that you liked? I mean, well, I was a kid, so yeah. Well, who? Yeah, I mean, Bon Jovi, like Bon Jovi. Yeah, Yeah. I'd fucking like. I when
3: I first started like watching MTV when I was a kid, like. Cause my parents like got me into like Elvis and the Beatles and the stones and shit when I was little. But then like when I was a kid and I started watching like MTV without my parents around, like it was like, like Bon Jovi, you give love a bad name changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I,
2: I'm always interested
3: I was, in this. I was seven. I was seven. Yeah. I was the yeah. second
1: grade. No, and no. I,
3: I mean, I still love that shit now. Like I'm not, that's not even a guilty pleasure. <laughs> like it's a, a legitimate pleasure. But like, like that—that was the thing. Like, I saw that and I was like, "This is this is me. This is what I want to do." And then my taste, my taste, gradually got more punk as I got older.
2: It's the same because, like, uh, I was—I think five or six years old—moved into my mom's boyfriend. He had two teenage daughters, like a fifteen and a sixteen-year-old, like, and they were both like super hair metal freaks. And this is, you know, this was like nineteen eighty-five, so very very similar to what you're saying so anytime anybody is ever like oh I was into metal when I was a kid if it was hair metal oh yeah I'm into it I want to yeah. know
3: <laughs> yeah I got I, I got into like Metallica and stuff pretty young too because I remember there's like one kid in our trailer court that had uh, kill them all on it and I remember we like because there's also this like news article about how like dangerous heavy metal was and they like singled up Metallica <laughs> like, I mean, so like if you, if you listen to Metallica you'll just like fucking go crazy and shoot yourself in the head <laughs> we had it like yeah, this like little shed that like we would hang out in like behind his parents trailer and like we would just we'd like sat around with that tape for like three days before we built up the nerve to listen to it <laughs> and it was, but it was awesome though. Like we were all just like scared that like demons would just take over our bodies and we would just fucking blow our brains out. Even though we didn't even have access to guns or anything, <laughs> we that like we had some
0: would uh, somehow produce gun.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's
0: so funny. That first it. album I ever bought was Def Leppard Hysteria. Oh, and that was yeah. I still love Def
1: Leppard? Yeah, There's- that was because
0: I was on my. I remember, oh, shit, I must have been in like fifth or sixth grade, and on my bus it was just like older. Cause we picked up high school kids too, sure. and it was this chick that had like a jean jacket on with a Def Leppard patch, and I thought she was like so hot. I was I had a big crush on her, and I was like, "Oh, Def Leppard! I gotta find out what that is." And I, I remember yeah. like that when weekend I went and I bought it, and I was like, oh. sure. "So, but yeah, pour some sugar on me." Yeah, classic, uh, yeah. classic shit. I was like super into like pop music, like Madonna, and Michael Jackson, okay. in the eighties and shit like that.
3: Yeah. I love I michael jackson is actually like the earliest shit that i love too like i i yeah. got thrilled thriller was the first album i ever owned i think it was, was like probably-
0: the best oh, show yeah. ever when that video came yeah. out it was amazing. yeah
3: oh yeah really? especially because like i mean i think that's probably why i got into it because i was like wait like i was into horror movies really like way younger than i should have been into horror movies mm. you know so like i think yeah just like my, my parents showed me like that my mom she's she's the hipper one of the two showed me like a thriller video like right when it came out and then i was just like hooked yeah. like yeah. like they, they brought like drew me in
2: with the werewolf and kept me with the jams <laughs> are you how how i i feel like you're probably somewhat around ron and i's age speaking of like yeah. horror movies when you're younger are you have you hit 40 yet are you in your oh uh, yeah i'm 44 okay oh, yeah, yep. yeah me too yep okay. so i'm 43 so yeah you're right around i think
3: i am 44 i gotta do yeah more <laughs> than 78 i think 44 right yeah yeah it does
1: all right. <laughs> all right
2: all right So since so you're talking about early what were your what were some of your biggest early horror movie favorites then i mean
3: i loved the the universal stuff was my favorite when i was a kid yeah, yeah and then um Yeah, I'm trying. I mean, there's other stuff I know too, but I mean, yeah, I was like way into like Universal films, like like Frankenstein and Wolfman and shit. Oh, nice! Yeah, Um, hell yeah! Yeah, I remember really wanting to see Nightmare on Elm Street because, like, my aunts, my had two like high school aged aunts at the time that saw it, and we were like talking about, but my parents wouldn't let me see that. But it was also like it was when the second one came out, which is like the cheesiest of the bunch now. (laughs) But like, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's funny watching those movies. I remember I saw, I think a friend of mine's older brother was watching it at home one day and it terrified the fuck out of me. Like I couldn't sleep for like fucking weeks. Um, but going back and watching them as an adult it's like, yeah, this is the most non-scary shit. Ever
3: I, don't. So I saw like, I think now that I think about the third, the third Nightmare on Elm Street one was the first one I actually got to see and that was I remember really wanting to see it too because I was already like saw the Dokken video hmm. by that point. Like I think I was in like yeah, third yeah. grade when that came out. Like and I was like, I gotta see this fucking movie. And it's yeah, that <laughs> one was great. I love I still I still think the third one's the best one, like better than the first one even. Yeah.
2: Fucking but, fucking docking, man. Fucking yeah. Dokken.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really like Docken, but I still <laughs> like that song. Yeah. Like I think that song is like a notch above the rest of their discography. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. it could just be the like the Freddy Krueger connotations. Do
0: <laughs> you remember the first show you ever went to? First punk show?
3: First punk show? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was one of the. I went to see this band. So was, this is technically the second show I ever went to because I saw the guy that hosted the, um, the like the metal show on the radio. Uh, he had like this metal cover band called Swallow This. That I saw in seventh grade, but in eighth grade, I went and saw this other band that was like, yeah, kind of like a funk metal band. And the guitar player ended up being my guitar teacher. They're called Signal Seven. They were not really punk, but uh, Scooby Don't, who I don't know if they're that popular outside of the Midwest, they opened. They were like an older Stevens Point band, but they moved to Minneapolis. Um, I don't think he he what I don't think I ever saw him when Comet Bus was in the band, but Comet Bus was in the band briefly, like I think for touring and stuff like that. And uh, like this is also before Billy was in the band, but uh, Billy from Dillinger Four ended up being in the band later. But cool. and they were, I remember really liking them. Uh, I went with my friend Drew, who was already taking guitar lessons from the the, the headliner band guy at the time, and like he was not a punk at all and he was just like thought Scooby do was the worst fucking thing <laughs> and I kind of had to like I kind of had to pretend that I didn't like it because like I was trying to like seem cool in front of my friend yeah, yeah. you know but I also was just like but like there's like kids like circle pitting and shit like I'd never seen anything like that before and it was just like I was like this is cool like and I didn't even necessarily get it but like right. I was like this is really cool and I like it yeah
0: just the energy is yeah yeah
3: and I still like yeah I mean I really was not like I don't start getting like fully into punk until like a year or two like two years later probably like I think it was like beginning of high school is when I started like buying like Ramon's records and shit or Ramon's CDs
2: (laughs) yeah yeah. it was all over from there yeah
0: (laughs) so how did Indonesian junk form how and when
3: um, God, it, it took a very long time. It was actually a weird thing where, uh, I was, I was playing in other bands. Like I was playing on like Chinese telephones and, um, I don't think I was in Ram yet, but I was like writing songs for a while. And I kind of had a short lived band called Daniel James gang that just didn't take off. Um, so I was just like working on demos and waiting until I was ready for them at this point And until I found, like, I couldn't, like I was just kind of doing it myself. I had a, a problem like finding people, so I made a demo all by myself. And around the same time, I met Johnny, our bass player, at an, uh, an Alice Cooper show. And mm-hmm. then, um, like, we just like really clicked, and like I talked him into playing bass for us. And there was like another drummer that we had for like ten shows, and then got another drummer, and then another drummer, and <laughs> eventually, eventually landed on Mike. But it was yeah I mean it was it was mostly me just like writing songs for a long time and trying to get a band together um really frustrating
1: yeah
3: process but then once it happened it happened like so I think I took enough I planned long enough that eventually when I was able to do it like we tried to go as hard as we could which isn't that hard by a lot of band standards but it is by by our 40 or 40 year old standards
2: Speaking of you know mentioning Chinese telephones that you were in preemptively to uh, Indonesian yeah. junk, uh, yeah, they uh, or you. Yeah, we're still together. Yeah, you're we, making, you're uh, making a comeback, right? Yeah, yeah. It's um,
3: yeah. That was the thing where we we wanted to keep doing it for a long time, but as after like Gorky moved away, we just didn't have like a solid lineup and never found the right drummer, and eventually like we got Logan. Our friend Logan moved to Milwaukee and he was the perfect fit. And so now we're like actually working on new stuff and playing shows It's weird, like usually we would do like one or two shows a year and now we're just like a local band again, <laughs> like, like in town <laughs> we're just like like play, playing like a small room in front of a couple of people once a month, you know, as opposed to like a big thing every two yeah. years. But uh, yeah, it's fun. It's like hopefully hopefully we'll finish this album and do some touring. Like that's the plan.
2: Yeah, so. I think a, a new Chinese telephones album. Would yeah, fucking rad. Yeah, yeah. It's,
3: it's gonna happen. It's um, it's mostly because like, yeah, I got Indonesian junk stuff. Andy's in holy shit. Um, our drummer, he's in direct hit, and they're like about to go tour Europe. So it's like, like Justin has the songs. It's just trying to get us all in the same room to learn them. <laughs> yeah, is <yeah. laughs> what's holding us up right now. But like, it's and we got four or five songs down Not we were just going to do an ep but now it's getting to the point where like oh we could actually do a full length so like i think we're gonna do yeah like eventually there's gonna be something it'll like if it's not within the next year i'm gonna go crazy like it should be, <laughs>
2: it should happen Yeah, you know, i'm i'm stoked for yeah i mean oh, well, God, i am as well <laughs> yeah yeah it's like i you know i think when when we first started talking uh I made the connection about Chinese telephones and Indonesian yeah. punk and I uh, you know I had a Chinese telephones record on my shelf for quite a while. I, I was a fan for sure.
3: Yeah, there's um yeah, Justin like kind of picked because I don't think he wrote a lot of songs in the interim. There's like I know he tried teaching us one song, which is one of the new ones now, like a oh, couple years ago, but I think the majority of his stuff is new and it's still like you know it's still good it's not like it's not like he like it fits with the old stuff like it's i I think it's good it's not like you know like if some bands go away for a while and they come back and it's just shit. like i i don't think we're guilty of that cool very cool (laughs) good who does
0: your uh who does most of your videos for indonesian junk
3: oh god we uh the first one the there's this guy in Jersey. Our friend Joe Evans did two of them. Okay. Uh, which just kind of came about where we like had time off on tour. <laughs> yeah. Usually like kind to of can't get a show on a Tuesday. So we're like, like, oh, let's just go shoot a video with Joe. Um, the, there's that like one like big, like kind of high production video where we like, I play like a preacher that like turns into the devil, <laughs> like which is very, very much based on thriller. Um But that one was done by this uh, local guy, T.W. Hansen. That's really cool. We want to work with him again. Uh, Like, we have this, like, concept for where, like, we don't even know what song we're going to do it for, but we're, like, being hunted, like, in the most dangerous game. Nice. (laughs) um, Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we've been, I've been talking with him for a while about doing it, but for whatever reason, it's not coming together. And then, like, the first one was just, like, these, like, tech school kids that did a very bad job. (laughs) the video for crimes i had to i had to like rip their video off of youtube because they used bad sound for it and then like re-edit it myself and like <laughs> re the audio which is why there's like a like 15 second title screen is just because like they started the video like 15 seconds into the song <laughs>
0: that's funny yeah <laughs> like i am assuming
3: like they were not trying to get a's like, like that you could tell for <laughs> just like, 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 if we get a C, we'll pass.
0: Yeah, they're just, yeah, they're just trying to pass.
3: <laughs> um,
0: Yeah, that Shake It With You video is hilarious. You were the Reverend yeah. Zed. And I, yeah. I watched the beginning of that thing like 10 times in a row because when yeah. that dude says, uh, when that dude says
3: Parcheezies, that's like the funniest yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah that, um, man, that was weird because that video took so long to make that by time the video came out we were not playing that song on our set anymore <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like like i think we'd like already recorded our second album or we just like like didn't care about the first album at all like we still like barely play anything off that album so it's like yeah it's like we're like well, i guess i gotta play the song now because there's a video for it but it was already like <laughs> like years old at that point which is how how it's taking so long to make another video with that guy. <laughs> yeah. What are you
0: currently spinning?
3: Um, lately? Uh, God, I've been listening to, like, a lot of Dogs more. It's ridiculous. Um, I just... Uh, I got the new Mala Vista record in the mail yesterday. Um, actually, I've been listening to... Uh, they just reissued the, like, Jones's discography on vinyl. Like, three different LPs. So I've been playing those a lot lately since they just came in the mail so All
0: right, i'm gonna ask you these three questions that we ask everybody uh, okay kind of random but first one is if you were on death row what would your final meal be
3: oh god um, morbid yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, yeah i just ate so i'm not hungry so I <laughs> <laughs> what what'd you just eat I just had some nachos that I made. It'd probably be
1: nachos.
3: It'd probably be not. They'd have to be made by someone other than me. They'd have to be like, good. Yeah. I good. Yeah. I I, oh, nachos. nachos are so good. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like shrimp nachos. Mm. Yeah. Maybe lobster. Do they make lobster nachos? Ooh,
0: they will for you on your last. Yes. Yeah,
3: like, yeah. Would they be good? That that sounds... like a shrimp taco?
2: Have you spent any time in Maine at all?
3: Um, yeah, actually, I spent like a week there and I had I had lobster. This is the only time I've ever had lobster in my life. Uh, I did before Indonesian Junk. Um, this, this ties into the formation of Indonesian Junk that we we're talking about earlier, because I had to make our first demo by myself because I didn't have a band. So I started teaching myself drums somehow because every band is always looking for a drummer like baker got word that i owned a drum set (laughs) it's just like he's like oh i heard you play drums now um can i fly you out to play some gigs (laughs) so (laughs) so i just went and i so i spent a week at kurt's uh parents house in maine and his mom took me took me and kurt on my last day there to get lobster and it was really fucking good
1: oh
2: i i think that even though I don't think it's a, like a total Maine thing for like lobster nachos, I think like my girlfriend's from Maine. So uh, Maine is a real thing within our household. I think we could make this happen. Lobster nachos yeah. in Maine. I'm not trying to get on death row. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, do I have to be on
3: death row to actually eat these? <laughs> no. No, this is not the death row question. We don't don't even have the death penalty in Wisconsin. So we have to cross
2: state lines to kill someone. Like, this is a lot of work for nachos. I mean, for lobster nachos specifically, all you got to do is come to Maine. We'll make it happen. All right. right. That's a lot easier than,
3: I mean, I'll still be crossing state lines, but it's a lot easier than killing someone. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, not easier, but a lot.
2: yeah, I guess <laughs> better for your soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 way better for your soul. Yeah,
3: like I'd, l- I'd at least like to do one more tour. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to finish this album. I don't know if I can do it on death row.
0: Yeah, from prison, from my prison telephone. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. The second question is, um, to stay on the morbid track. So, if you say you're all right, you're on death row, you've been killed. So now you've been cremated. One thing that they do now is they take your ashes and they actually do this. They could they press your ashes and form a vinyl record of your choice. Yeah. So if you were to have your ashes eternalized in a vinyl record of your choice, which one would you pick?
3: I would probably be whatever the last album I was working on before I died, most likely. Yeah. It's a good call.
2: It's that's a that's a semi common answer to that question. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 I mean i it's a I weirdly one, have thought about this before <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was way more prepared for that one than the death row one yeah. is, because i feel like everyone like thinks about that but yeah yeah that's the death row one there's like so many options you know like it's have depends you, on what you move for that day
2: too you know yeah, yeah have you seen that that is actually a thing that happens like you can actually get your ashes pressed into a record oh yeah, yeah 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 as I said I've thought about this before yeah, like yeah. I, I know that's a thing so that's why yeah, yeah I was like I feel like
3: i mean, I'm the type I'll probably be working on something when it's unless like it's like a sudden thing but I mean I, I'll probably also be working on something then too so yeah if if I ever do get my ashes put in into a record I'll just like have them thrown in with the pressing of like whatever my last thing is you know yeah. As long as someone's willing to like take care of the pressing for me, right?
1: You know, I'd be yeah. the
3: last, last yeah. fucking Bill and Testament of Daniel James. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they
2: would be fucked up if they weren't. They'd be like, "Wow, yeah. he didn't pay yeah. for it." So yeah,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 a third question is: Who is on your Mount Rushmore of punk rock?
3: Mount Rushmore of punk rock. Oh God. Um, and you get a crazy horse, so you get five. Five. Okay. Man, well, uh either Joey or Dee, Dee. I go Joey. Uh, Steve Jones. I know those are like total mall punk answers, but they're I not Yeah. You, you Yeah. But, but I don't care. Like I'm, I'm old. I'm exactly. Who fucking yeah, cares?
2: Um, yeah, let's see. Uh you're not the first one to say either of them. Yeah, and and for good measure too.
3: Yeah, maybe like uh, Paul Westerberg. Oh, Michael Monroe. Let's see one more. Ooh,
2: I think uh, I think you're the first person to say both of those names, Westerberg yeah. and. Monroe. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, I yeah. believe
3: so. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I'm going to have way better answers for this tomorrow.
2: Oh
3: yeah. The- no. <laughs> no, we all do. We all yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, Joey Joey yeah. Ramone, Steve Jones. Paul Westerberg, Michael Monroe, and Kim Shattuck.
2: Uh, we've we've had a Kim Shattuck before. Yeah, yeah. If I my, remember, yeah, that's, I mean, my, that's my five. Yeah, yeah, rightfully so. But yeah, cool.
0: that's
2: a good that's a good five. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys still working with Rumbar Records?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, Where are they out of? They're, they're out of Boston. Okay, so they're, yeah. That um, I actually met them on that same, met met Lou on that same Kurt Baker lobster trip that I talked about earlier. Oh, cool. <laughs> but yeah, we just we had to stop by his house, and then I wound up years later with a record deal out of the deal.
0: <laughs> cool. Yeah, you've done like a shit ton of records in your, you know, between all the bands you've been in. Do you have like one, either song or album, like something that you're particularly proud of? Over anything else, like something that you've done, and you were just like, that was fucking awesome. If you could pick one,
3: it would be. I, I had this conversation with Nato Coles the other day because he had this idea that like he's trying to find out what my three favorite things were. So I narrowed it down to my top three because he got me there. So I got to pick one mm-hmm. of those. Those are actually my three favorite things that I've done have been the last two Indonesian junk albums. Mm-hmm and then there's this demo i did was never on anything other than cdr and tape uh my old band the motorcycle prom dates which was pre- chinese telephones cool that i um shameless plug if you like indonesian junk you'd probably like that it's indonesian junk with a better singer (laughs) but uh (laughs) which one i mean god it's it's so cheesy to say like your most recent thing but it's probably our most recent album yeah. like it's yeah it's um i mean like yeah it's the most recent indonesian drug album that or spider bites one of the two probably the most recent one though although i feel like there's more filler on the last one than there was on spider bites but there's like the songs that are great i think are better i don't yeah. know yeah Actually, Spider Bites. Spider Bites, that's my answer. You just heard me think out loud (laughs) for way too long. Everyone listening to this is just like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy's brain?
2: whatever like i mean most recent stuff yeah i mean you sold me like i, yeah. I you know met you and saw you because uh you know i friends with Susie and went to go see yeah. them in fucking baltimore and as soon as i walked in the door well not as soon as i walked in the door but as soon as music started playing you guys caught my fucking ear and my attention awesome. and i immediately okay. came over and talked to you hence why we're having this conversation right yeah, now yeah, so yeah, yeah. so uh what you were just talking about uh i think holds okay yeah some fucking water Usually, i mean that's to me if people
3: when people come to our shows i tell them like if they ask like what they should get i'd narrow it down to the last two albums so cool i
2: enjoyed yeah. the fuck out of it man like awesome well thank you man thank you that, that you guys fucking awesome. rocked I, I was super like i, I was super yeah. into it as soon as i heard i was like what the fuck is this band like yeah. fuck yeah yeah well hopefully we come back soon so yeah, fuck
0: yeah. That'd be yeah, it's an awesome sound. I, I love it, like, yeah. yeah, seeing you guys and like, yeah, and the, just the videos. I could tell you guys have a good time with everything. It's, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. try to have fun on the yeah. videos. So. <laughs> yeah, and I get way too drunk with your drummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that story checks out.
3: What do you guys got coming up? All right, now we got um, five shows. We're doing or six shows, six more shows all in the Midwest. And then the plan is to, because we've been sort of working on new stuff, but haven't had like enough time to just focus on it. We're mm-hmm. going to crank out our fifth album. So awesome! That's cool. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about this. All right, we have our new guitar player, JD. He just joined before that last tour. Like his first show with us was like a week before, we, two weeks before we left for tour. Because we got COVID at those shows, oh, <laughs> and luckily, luckily healed up in time for tour. Nice. Um, but then, uh, yeah, but he, I'm letting him. Uh, yeah, he's written one song for it, so I've never like let an outside songwriter do anything with the band before. And I'm, I know, I'm kind of excited about it because I, he's in another band, like a more country band, but I really like his songwriting. So oh. I was like, if you got any, yeah, he's got some more like power pop stuff that. I think fits so it's um there'll be I'll, I'll still be writing the majority of the album, so it's not gonna be a huge departure from our previous stuff, but there'll be a little more variety in there, you know. Sweet.
0: Awesome, man. If you want to go ahead and plug and promote anything, like where people could find you guys.
3: Um yeah, uh dot com will take you to like any of our social media stuff. Um Chinese telephones are Pretty much everywhere on the internet. We just got a band camp recently, um, and then yeah, I got uh, I started doing a comic book. That's at uh, DanielJames.Substack.com.
2: You can read that for free. Awesome. Yeah. Are you? Are, is that? Are you writing, illustrating everything? uh both. Yeah. Oh, did sweet. I give
3: you a copy of that when I met
2: you? I thought.
3: Like oh
2: yeah, have. you did. You totally. Did? Did. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember I, if I did
3: that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I just I st- that was like my pandemic project that just kind of after after we finished the last album, like it, it was still still locked down for a couple months, and I just, just started working on that for. So I'm I'm in the middle of a second issue now, but the, our new album takes precedence over it, so I kind of put the brakes on it for a little bit. That's
2: awesome. still that's still fucking rad though. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: all right well hey thanks so much for doing this man i really appreciate yeah, it yeah
3: thanks for having me i dug it so cool hopefully both indo junk and chinese telephones will be heading in that way in the next year or so awesome yeah.
2: I, Cool. yeah well yeah. don't don't hesitate to hit us up for yeah DC we'll build show. a show around your tour so yeah totally okay cool yeah, yep that rules man yeah cool yeah. thanks yep. yeah yeah
3: awesome. bye man right. cool all have you. a good night all right you too all man right. later yeah. Like, yeah Awesome. later
2: bye. brother
1: A-C-A-B, ACAB, You hang out with all your friends You wanna mess up your leaks in yeah. You gotta keep me sitting safe You gotta keep me cool oh. Well, ACAB You're nothing but
0: Boxrocks.com. that's punkboxrox.com and merchslut.com go there spend money they're rad check us out on all social media outlets at Our Brains hurt and at ourbrainshurt.com follow me ron on twitter at the caffeine punk and matt at madalife 13 we will talk to you next week stay safe how do i do this
1: shit
2: i can still hear you uh so What do i have to press
1: close